moving forward. Aloha to all who have answered the call of the radio revolution. It's Rabbit Holes here on KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. I'm your host, Kavika Hoke, as always. And uh, today, today I'm all by my lonesome, just to talk me and you a little bit, maybe a lot of it. We'll see how things go today. But first thing, announcements, okay? Get yourselves down to Pro Arts this month okay because the broads of broadway are in town april 14th through the 30th thursdays fridays and saturdays at 7 30 p.m sundays at 2 written and directed by ali shore music direction by vania jerome and come celebrate the brassiest ladies of the broadway scene as portrayed by their maui counterparts in this wickedly funny original cabaret style review loaded with your favorite tunes from musical theater featuring sierra carrere merica frost lena Iko kruger Kirsten Otterson, Hoku Pavau, Joy Renee, and Marcy Smith. Tickets are $25 to $35. VIP tables include best view seats in small groups with their own side tables. And Thursdays are Kama'ana nights for 10% off. Runtime approximately two hours with one 15-minute intermission. All right, guys, make sure to check that and support the local arts. Great show down there. Lots of great actors and I'll be talking with Lynn in the coming weeks, and maybe we'll even get the ladies in to give us a little sample. All right, so <clears throat> what's going on in the world? I mean, outside of the crazy things that we've talked about this week, uh, you know, a little entertainment here, a little local focus there, but what's going on in the world? Uh, you know, a lot has been happening in the world of AI recently. Uh, it, as MidJourney and uh, Stable Diffusion have reached new levels in version 5, uh, AI has easily accepted the job. Uh, a lot of people were making fun of it in the beginning because it uh, could make hands, it could make teeth, it could make eyes very well. Some things would be kind of droopy. You know, there are telltale signs of AI to the trained eye when looking at it. And uh, as things have progressed, there have been supplement softwares to come out and and make it even better. So essentially people are making AI-generated images that are 75% really good and then using augmenting AI software to make it even better. Uh, it's, it's closing the gap, really, on uh, production and uh, creating art, if you want to call it that. The community is still up in the air about it because, as we've seen, it's, it's really just as much hobbyists. And that's kind of what I'm going to have to call them right now. Hobbyists is what they are. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that art isn't a hobby, but for the application of what they're using it to jump the line, per se, uh, not saying that you can't learn something or get better using a, a software like this, but the extent to which it's gone for hobbyists to break in as professionals overnight seamlessly um, we're now seeing uh, AI galleries and events going up throughout the country and the world 
So it's really it's starting to show that you know, it's it's been accepted to a degree. Although uh, recently in discussion uh, in Hollywood, they're even declaring what is or isn't allowed from chat GPT, which is a whole nother thing in itself. Uh, as those of you who don't know, chat GPT is an AI writing service. And so you can prompt it with what it knows on the internet or what you feed to it, it will turn back into a better written product for you. Now this makes things really great by leaps and bounds for people with small teams, but the biggest things that they're forgetting to recognize is that it's limited by the data that you put in. So we're also seeing a lot of AI generated news that's not really news per se, it's just regurgitated content based upon the source. And this really isn't helping in the misinformation age because <clears throat> if you put too much misinformation into an AI source, all it's going to continue to give you is misinformation, uh, which has been clear since its early days uh, when there was a website uh, years, years ago that was actually generated uh, based upon a, a movie about making a fake moon landing. And then they generated that into a real article. And you couldn't tell whether it was like a satire page or a real page, but everybody assumed. And, well, you can see where that goes in thinking that the moon landing's faked. Uh, I mean, even though we're going back there. Again, uh, it'd be nice to see how that happens. But AI, as it reaches new heights, is doing just as much help to artists as it is hindering them now. And how is that going to change the landscape as it just keeps getting better and better? Me, personally, uh, I've dabbled with it a bit. I had some fun with uh, the Mid-Journey bot. I did the trial. Not going to subscribe to it. Quite frankly, I'm more of an analog guy, so I like to you know, scratch on the paper here, but, uh, it, it, it was intriguing to be able to just generate anything I wanted without having to think about it. And what I noticed, it's really how you prompt, uh, one of the, the biggest problems that, uh, AI is facing in backlash is that you can put in prompts based upon other artists. Um, many AI platforms are starting to repeal these maneuvers, but because the way that their systems have learned it, they can create other ways of just telling it uh, a different phrase to activate that style. So is it really taken out or has the AI figured out new ways to remake Rembrandt without having to drop the word Rembrandt in the prompt? Um, and as I've noticed, it's, it's very easy to get exactly what you want if you know how to describe. Personally, I found that... Um, if you describe something similar to how you see captions in like, you know, say the newspaper, you tend to get exactly what you want. Some cases, uh, some of these AI systems, I've noticed they, uh, they won't take exactly what you tell them. Uh, some of them work well with operators, so you could put commas and slashes to separate thoughts. But sometimes it just runs together because it's too much data to give it. But as I've seen in just the past year alone, AI has gone from just simple stick figures from scratch to whole imagined universes of movies. And one of my favorite things I now I now watch <laughs> it on uh, on these Facebook AI groups, we've now got people generating movies that haven't been made or with the different casts 
than uh, they were originally intended or people that said they were going to be signed to it. So some really cool things come out of it in the aspects of like, hey, if you ever want to see like a ghost in the shell version of Ghostbusters or what about uh, a Batman movie with Robin Williams as uh, the Riddler? Now, that seems pretty cool. And I, and I think that in the idea of imagination, that can be fun, but it's only a matter of time before these IP holders might get... Uh, a little up in arms about people playing with their ideas. So, again, only time will tell how it grows and how it takes over the market, but AI is here to stay as far as we can tell. Uh, <laughs> in a much more uh, funnier conversation, uh, Billy McFarland, uh, Scam Artist Supreme, has announced that Fire Festival 2 is on track in a just out there tweet on Twitter. I, I know not a lot of you are watching that dumpster fire, but I check in every once in a while. So uh, for those of you that do or don't either way, Billy McFarland announced Fire Festival 2. Uh, this was after a series of tweets saying that, well, he's got to start paying people back. So he's having like food truck days. And it's like, is anybody going to show up for free uh, ham and cheese sandwiches and then hope they're going to get like three dollars off of them because it just seems like he'd probably sign you into another scam since all we can tell from his link tree these days is he's just selling uh candidly calendly bookings for uh 15 minutes with him for a lot of money so i i don't really think that a uh a fire festival 2 is uh is gonna be anything good i mean he he literally served time for the last fraud he created and i think that should be enough to tell people not to go to fire festival too right well i hope but uh with the traction that he's getting now that he can buy himself a blue check badge and uh be in everybody's feed the second coming of billy mcfarland may actually be possible so um if you get an invite for a $65,000 uh, uh, trip to a festival, I suggest you don't take it. Uh, and if you don't believe me, you should probably check out like the documentaries that were on it. I, I know Hulu and Netflix both did one back-to-back. -back, uh, and they are two completely different uh, stories about it. Um, you get one more from a perspective of Billy and one more from a perspective of the team. Uh, which, you know, in fairness, that does help, especially the fact that he hangs himself a lot during his interviews. So if you really, you really want to know what Fire Festival 2 is going to look like, well, then you should just look at the fraud that was Fire Festival 1. Uh, moving along. So a little more serious subject. Uh, not many people know this, but since 2018, illegal employment of children has risen 69% in the United States, according to the Labor Department. So um, back in February, the Labor Department found that more than 100 children had been legally employed by Packers Sanitation Services Incorporated, a company that contracts with meat packers to clean slaughterhouses. I mean, the company was fined one and a half million dollars. But I mean, after the recent events with uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, pulling back, you know, that the rules for, for children getting a job and needing a, a parent's signature and the desperation of the economy, I mean, we're already back in the 1920s. It's, it's crazy because I, I think at this point, the reason why they're trying to hire kids is because kids don't need as much money because they're already living in somebody's house, but obviously they've got to grow up to pay bills. Uh, 
the 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 extremely bad side to this is kids don't know how to negotiate for pay. I mean, other than the fact that like working in a slaughterhouse is terrible work, cleaning blood off a floor, uh, which is just like that in itself screams 1920s child labor. But the the fact that that this could be their first job, and when it's your first job and you're told you do this horrible level of excrement work and you only get paid this much and you get used to that and then these kids will grow up in the system and they will make terrible job choices as they grow because they're used to having terrible jobs um there really does need to be a lot more protection in this case and i I, i'm seriously confused how we have just repealed all of this protective legislation uh as as things go on more and more with the just defunding of certain government agencies from both sides and 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 just quite frankly how how many of these things will not get enforced because we keep just minimizing our government now i know that it's a crazy thing to say but our bigger problem is is that we don't have a functioning government. I'm not saying add more rules. I'm not saying let's add people to maintain it. There, there are millions of unattended jobs that should exist. I mean, we have an IRS that it's, it's like a 1 to 11,000 on a scale. So one case agent to 11,000 cases. Guys, that's why you don't get audited. You know, that's why nobody cares if you don't pay your taxes and why only 35% of Americans actually do pay their taxes, okay? And then those 85,000 new agents aren't even made for hunting after you. So think about that in case in relation to other things you need, like, you know, the labor board or the Department of Transportation, whether on the federal level or the local level. Um, It's not just a matter of, you know, suits and badges that we're missing. It's that we're missing everything, these, if you go to half of these government agencies, they're, they're cold hallways. They're, they're empty and without people because the only people that are making them move are out on the streets because they now have to do all the footwork of the other jobs and make all these other meetings because we keep defunding them. Yet our country keeps printing money and putting it in places. It just doesn't put it into itself anymore unless it's for war. So... As we move forward, we really need to be paying attention to the needs of our kids. Uh, and this, this really is a piece of legislation that, that we need to be fighting for so that way it doesn't spread to the rest of the United States. I mean, it's one thing to give a child an opportunity. It's another thing to pay him two bucks an hour to clean blood off the floor. Am I right? Well, enough about that. But uh <sighs> There is uh, there's an interesting piece of legislation. So in, in the case, you know, and this is why I put this back to back with each other is on one side, we have a labor department that can't keep up with uh, illegal job growth and, and child labor uh, anywhere in, in America. And on the other side, we have a federal appeals court <laughs> in Louisiana is enforcing a state law forbidding companies from intentionally using misleading meat-like terms when selling plant-based food. Um, now, <laughs> I have to say that, you know, for those those out there that clearly put the whole plant-based label on there, that's cool. But, I mean, they put it in their own section. So, I, I mean, you have to go hunting for it. As, some, as someone who, 
who eats and lives with people who do not eat meat. Uh, it's actually like a hellish process to go hunting for it. I mean, because in most cases, there's just this little corner at the grocery store and it's in pockets throughout the grocery store and then you go oh okay cool this is meatless no and then it's accidentally like merged with the oscar meyer shelf so i i really don't i really don't think people uh are gonna get misled or confused you know maybe maybe if we enforced something bigger about misleading and confusion like you know broadcast rules and information like i i i don't think that America's big problem <laughs> is uh, whether or not we can tell if tofurkey is really tofu. I, I think people can tell in the name it itself that it is, and not to use tofurkey as the example because, I mean, they're, they're not a hit for that because even though they, they say sausage on one thing, there's clearly a label that says plant-based. But creating dumb laws like this are a waste of taxpayer time. It, it really is for all the things that could be happening in gun legislation in making it better for good gun owners and stopping bad gun owners and what we could be doing to help our economy or just making sure that children aren't scraping blood off a floor inside of a meat packing plant you know what i mean so do we have to have laws like this i mean it really doesn't seem like we should be spending the hundred thousand dollars a day to watch people pound a gavel on whether or not tofu is is supposed to be labeled correctly. I, I think people will know going into the tofu corner or the people who just stay away from the tofu corner for that matter will, will know. They know. They, 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 I, I tend to see people just like walk around it if they don't want it a part of their life. So I, I don't see anybody like accidentally ordering an impossible Whopper, you know? Like they clearly, the carnivores make it clear that they're carnivores uh so again just an utter 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 waste but um in the bigger part of the talk of our our economy and things we should be watching out uh price growth has been fueled by non-essentials like airfares and new cars and food and energy and it's a problem because these these, these prices are historically less volatile and uh, less likely to drop. So as these prices go up, um, we're gonna have to, we're gonna hit a new plateau. Remember how, uh, you know, go back to season two, as I started to talk about it, this stagflation period is hitting new heights. So we, we have the inflation, we, we have the job market going back and forth, uh, you know, over, over turnover rates are just through the roof. And then you have people holding on to two, three jobs just to try to pay the bills. And then all these small items are going up in price now because people aren't buying the little things anymore. They're just buying exactly what we need. So, I mean, we, we've kind of at this point, because we've got child labor in the 1920s and like stagflation in the 70s, I think we're meeting somewhere in the middle of like pre-war America. And it's, I mean, not to use that term in the sense of anything else that anybody's using that for these days. But um, it's... It's a sign that we're only going to get deeper into this, so you have to buckle up, okay? And by that, it's, it's again, going back to our points from last season, we, we really have to be clear on what we need to make to survive. We need to be pushing the economy upward by actually spending money to a degree at this point. And, and I'm not saying that the, uh, 
the lower 80% of the economy needs to be spending money. It's all the bigger companies that have been hoarding the money, the job creators. I, we're still seeing CEOs with multi-million and multi-billion dollar benefit packages uh, for a great year of sales, but that never makes it back to the employees, especially seen now with how many Walmarts are shutting down across America. I mean, there's 12 in Indiana, I believe, that have closed in the past decade alone. We had one in Honolulu recently announced that it's going to close. So it's obvious that this system of of slave wage plantation behavior in our hiring system and our employment system needs to stop because if we're not letting that money back down to the working class, they're not going to spend it on the widgets and whatnots that you're trying to make them work to sell. I mean, eventually we're going to see a lot of stores empty because people won't have time to go into them because they're all working. This is another reason why Amazon just keeps going up as a, as a necessary tool to use, even though we don't like it. It really has become the new Walmart in that sense because we don't have time. We don't have time to put into an analog economy, so we're wasting our time on the internet buying trash on Fiverr and Amazon that we don't need, you know? And so I really think that if we are going to survive this next round, it really goes back to watching out for ourselves. Um, if you feel that now is the time to go into business for yourself, it's because it is. Uh, I don't mean that in some wacky tacky MLM direct sales sense of like, you can go off and be your own boss, but really consider what you could be doing right now, especially since what, what, what are you doing? Are you, you flipping hamburgers for 12, 15 an hour somewhere in, in middle America? Are you just barely getting by at $18 an hour cleaning floors here on Maui? and then still having to report to two other jobs or figure out some sensey side hustle that's never going to pay. Uh, it just, it's, it's really breaking my heart at the matter of imposter syndrome that's holding back the working class from becoming the middle class right now. Uh, because I, I really see a, a, just so many talented and capable people, and we're sitting in a giant power vacuum that has been created by a generation before us that never wanted to pass the torch. Uh, you know, a broken economy leads them all to keep their jobs because then they can't retire. And then if they can't retire, then we can't get a promotion. If we can't get a promotion, we can't get a raise. And well, we all know what happens when you give a mouse a cookie. So uh, it, it's really time to think about how to change that. If you can't get that promotion you're always looking for, then maybe you need to create that promotion. Maybe you need to move into something that is going to create jobs. Uh, I personally went through that journey over the past couple of years, uh, being on the sets of films and recognizing that PA me uh, <laughs> made more uh, in my uh, early 20s than uh, a above-the-line uh, member of a film does on the daily out here. And that's, that's why I went through the efforts to make something like Moku Moku. Not, not to toot my horn too much on the matter, but what you really need to think about is that it's possible. And there will be people to believe in you to take that chance. And really, the only chance our economy has is if we have people that will stand up, come forward, and create better jobs, create better businesses that run ethically and actually give the money down to the workers who are making you wealthy, okay? You know, um, 
there are so many things that are improved in a person's life if you actually play capitalism right. Capitalism doesn't have to be a bad thing. We, we've now become a country of billionaire bootlickers that will just bootstrap people into thinking, oh, well, it's your fault that you, you only make $9 an hour. And it's like, no, it's because there's a market of scummy people who think they can get away with it. So all of them start doing it. And we really need to stop it. And the only way to stop it is to stop taking those jobs. You need to stop it. If, if a job out there is paying $2 under a living wage, don't take it then. Go find the job. Unless, of course, you know, you put yourself in a fun scenario where you get some semi-phenomenal cosmic power as part of the deal and you'll take a pay cut for being in charge. That's a good thing, too. But realistically, if you're going to survive the next part of the inflation period, you're almost going to have to make a $10 increase to your hourly income just to be prepared for the next big bubble burst. And it's coming. We're, we're, we're seeing it on the horizon anywhere between two to four years from now. And I know that seems like a long time away, but when you think about your personal fiduciary responsibility and how much it takes to save up money right now in combination with how much time it takes to get out of poverty. You know, now, again, a, a point that was made last season during the election. Uh, you know, it takes 20 days to get out of one day of poverty. So every one day that you are in disarray and, and discomfort and, and, and debt and bills and problems, it's another 20 days to make that one day go away. So if you have one bad day, that's great. You're solved in a month. But how many Americans have been trapped in 100 bad days, 1,000 bad days? And you see how that stacks up. So if you want to prevent being stuck in disarray and debt, for eternity, now's the time to really start hunkering down, working for yourself, saving up everything. You don't have to be a miser, and I'm not saying that you don't have to have fun in the process. Please, go put your money into the economy. But be aware how much more you need to be making in order to get to that future of what's coming in the American economy. Um, we're definitely going to be discussing that more as the season goes on. We're going to have some interesting cats on here. Uh, I, I thank you guys for tuning in today. I know it's a little shorter than usual, but you know, me by myself, I, I don't think that's going to be a regular thing anymore, but it'll be good for us to check in just you, me, the people. Thank you. Uh, as we move forward in the radio revolution here at KAKU 88.5 FM, Rabbit Holes is going to go on some huge journeys this season now that we're equipped and in video and we'll be going on location to some interesting places, doing interviews on site, going to other islands, seeing what's going to happen in our community and making sure we're still on the pulse because that's the biggest reason why I'm here is to keep you connected to everything that you may want to know, everything that you should sometimes know and you never knew that you might want to know, you know, and uh, so looking forward to in the next coming weeks, we're going to reconnect with uh, some of our current sitting council members here on Maui. We're also going to talk to just like we did the other day with Sam Peralta, uh, other people who ran in the election who are off doing good things now, which that's another thing that we'll be bringing up as we, you know, really bring in the important people of our community left or right. And that's the thing. You're going to see people from the right. You're going to see people from the left. But what's 
core at the center of them that they're all going to agree on is the work that needs to be put in. And as you'll notice, certain people will not come back on this show because they obviously weren't putting in the work. And we could tell that from their messages during the election. You know, as I told you back then, uh, you know, in some of the post discussions in the election, I, I didn't want to name too many names. But if you listen, you can tell who really cares. And I think that that's the most important thing moving forward in protecting, uh, you know, our home and, uh, you know, enlightening other people around us in the state and around the country and around the world is paying attention. We need to have these discussions and pay attention to what these people have to say, because they're going to give us insight from a perspective of boots on the ground, people who are actually causing change to happen. So more of that this season on Rabbit Holes on Kaku 88 five an amazing year ahead of us in the radio revolution mahalo for joining me today